Welcome to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. Coming up. I want to age with strength. The next years, I want to be healthy. I want to be vibrant, energetic, and I want my body to be strong to carry me through. So I think exercise now is a must. So yeah, a few weights and stretches, and I'll do a bit of Joe Wicks from time to time. But that has absolutely changed the way I feel with the day going forward. My anxiety levels are down, I feel happier. So it's it's transformed me and I, I hate exercise. I mean, I'm always the one who says I never exercise, but this has been a must have for me. I'm your host, Danielle Collins, and I'm the world leading face yoga expert, best-selling author of the book, Danielle Collins Face Yoga, and creator of the international teacher training program, the Danielle Collins Face Yoga Method. 17 years ago, I healed myself from chronic illness, and I've spent the last 15 years teaching, sharing, and serving millions of people in person, on TV, and online to help them look and feel the best version of themselves. This podcast is about giving you simple, effective, natural tips and advice, and sharing knowledge and insight from industry experts. If you have a friend who you think would enjoy this podcast, please share it on social media as it means so much if you took a moment to rate and review this podcast as it allows more people to feel healthier and happier naturally. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. This is the Face Yoga Expert Podcast. Hi guys, I hope you're doing really well. I have got such an interesting podcast for you this week. I have got Nicola Bon on the show. Now, many of you may already know Nicola if you listen to her Outspoken Beauty podcast, which is an incredibly popular podcast where she has so many beauty and wellness guests and celebrities on her show. She has been a beauty journalist and a radio presenter for many, many years. And there pretty much isn't a product, a beauty service, a beauty treatment that she hasn't tried over the years. So I knew that she would be an amazing guest on the show. We have a really nice chat about life, about lockdown and lots about skin and beauty. And we share really similar views when it comes to beauty. And one of the things I love most about what Nicola talks about is her top products because she's tried so much. She's able to tell you exactly what she likes, but she also tells us things that haven't worked for her. And something which I think is really important about this podcast is how Nicola talks about how we are all individuals and how we need to just look at our own skin and our own body and our own wellness and work out what is best for us. So although Nicola gives advice and I give advice, the overall message in this podcast is do what is right for you. So I'm sure you're going to absolutely love the podcast. And before we get into it, I just wanted to remind you about our face yoga at home session. So if you are wanting an individualized face yoga program, if you're wondering, I just don't know where to start when it comes to face yoga, or I want some techniques that are really suited for my skin, then you can book via my website, faceyogaexpert.com to 
to have an individualized session with one of our qualified face yoga teachers. So they're fully trained by me in face yoga and they're able to give you either a one-off session, so an hour and a half session where you have a full consultation. The teacher will understand exactly what you want from your skin, what time you have, how often you want to be doing face yoga at home and then teach you key techniques that you can do in a daily routine. Or you can book an hour and a half session with two one hour follow up sessions. So you can actually have your routine change and you can have that accountability and you can have your guide and your teacher just take you through how to change up what you're doing. So this is Face Yoga at Home. If you go onto the website and just click sessions, you will see how to book there and we can join you up with the best teacher for your individual needs. So let's get into this week's podcast with the lovely Nicola. Nicola, thank you so much for being a guest on the Face Yoga Expert podcast. How are you doing today? I, well, I need some face yoga because everything's going wrong. My Wi-Fi is failing and technology is letting me down, but it's so nice to join you and to be on another podcast. It's really good. I know because you're used to being the one that doing the interviews usually on your lovely podcast, aren't you? Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's, um, I always find it really weird when the tables are turned. It's, um, I'm so used to asking questions now, but it's actually quite relaxing. I don't need to do the work. <laughs> exactly. Nice. It's lovely. Yeah. We can just have a really nice chat. And actually I want to sort of start from the beginning, to be honest. So I'd love to know how you got into the beauty industry, talking about beauty and wellness, doing your podcast. So maybe if you could sort of start us from the beginning, that'd be great. Well, my life didn't start off in that um, in that world at all. So I started off as a radio presenter and I was a radio presenter for 15 years um, across like quite a few of the big stations in the UK, like Heart and Smooth and Classic FM. And um, on the side, I always had a real passion for beauty. And I, I kind of got involved in more the commercial side of beauty on the radio stations. And then I just started doing some beauty writing and I got a little column. And so I was doing quite a lot of beauty stuff on the side I started a blog and um, eventually after many many years I started the podcast after a meeting with a PR friend who said that it would be nice to mix my radio and my beauty so I just started it off as a bit of a side hustle and it grew and grew and grew and then now it's my career so um, it's really I'm really lucky now because I get to combine two of my biggest passions together. That's amazing. And I know that you have interviewed so many wonderful guests on your show. And also you have tried so many beauty products. And that's something I really want to get into today because I'd love to hear. Let's start actually, before we go into products you love or treatments you love, is there anything that you've done over the years which you think, oh my goodness, that was a mistake or that was not a good treatment or not a good product for me? I think the biggest, it, you know, it wasn't a mistake. I just didn't know what was coming. I had a facial and it was a, quite a famous facialist. They really went for it. I think I encouraged them quite a lot. I was just like, I want to try everything, like just go for it. So they tried lots of different things on my face and some of them were quite harsh treatments and following this so I, I forget what I had I mean it, it was a, what I call it wasn't the kind of facial you go and you get massaged and you feel relaxed but you come out you feel like your face has been <laughs> put through it um and literally 
and this is one of my knowledge of skin just wasn't really what it is now. I used a retinol following this treatment the day after and my skin just went bonkers. Um, It had never reacted like that. And I got really, really bad eczema all over my face. My eyes swelled up and that lasted for the best part of six months. Um, And it really taught me that if we don't treat our faces with respect and if we're not careful with our skin, it's going to tell you and it will react. And that's really taught me now, like just you've got to take it very slowly with certain ingredients, be really careful after a treatment. Um, So it was a big learning curve. That really was. Oh my goodness. But to have a reaction for that long, that's quite intense. And do you think that was the retinol was too strong or do you think it was that combination of having quite strong abrasive treatments and then adding the retinol to it that was sort of the icing on the cake oh it was definitely it was definitely the combination of the two but actually I my skin does not like retinol and it was Mm. the first time I'd ever tried one because after this treatment they were like you should be on a retinol you're in your 30s and I was like oh my god okay no worries and so I I just often I think with skin and this is another thing I've learned over the years, we don't step back and think we take advice quite readily. And of yeah. course we do, because everybody you know, knows so much. But when we do that and we don't think about our own skin and our own needs, that's when we can really mess up. And um, so it was just literally me just kind of going blindly along and saying, okay, they're saying use retinol. What is this stuff? Let's use it. And that was when it went wrong. So now though, I cannot use retinol. I can use other forms of retinoid, but not retinol. It, my skin hates it. It remembers <laughs> that's interesting it's almost like you had an allergic reaction and then since then your skin's like no I just I just don't want that so I guess you can't even use that if it's an ingredient within another product can you so if it's a very very low dose I get away with it sometimes and if I kind of use it you know if it's just something moisturizing or something with ceramide you know it's it's generally all right but no I do if, if I see the words retinol then I stay clear just yeah. in case because it's hot you know it really what it did do though that experience was it showed me that when your skin doesn't act how you want it to it can affect every aspect of your life and I speak to so many people now who have you know severe acne or eczema or psoriasis and it's not just a, an appearance thing it's, it's it affects you at a deep level your skin can affect you emotionally um, and it really taught me that because it affected me I couldn't wear the makeup I wanted I couldn't use the skincare I wanted I didn't feel like me absolutely I think that that's such an important point and actually there's more and more studies coming out isn't there by by dermatologists talking about the connection between our mind and our skin and how our mm. skin affects our mind but our mind also affects our skin as well so self-esteem and confidence it's so related to what our skin's like as a, a teenager I had really bad cystic acne and it really does affect everything and really does bring your confidence down. So I really feel for people that do suffer from quite severe skin conditions, because you're very right to to say that, you know, it, it is so connected. I think, well, I was going to say, especially when you're younger, but actually at any age, when you're, before you meet someone new, you're thinking, what are they going to think of my face before you're thinking about what are they going to think of me as a person? That's not a nice place to be. And um, I met up with an old school friend and I hadn't seen her in years. I was so excited to see her. And the first thing she commented on was, oh, don't kiss my face. You don't want to go near my face. It's disgusting because she had cystic acne. And I was like, why? Why would you say that? That's how much you're thinking about it Mm -hmm. and that's it's really stressful 
It's so stressful. And I think also the thing to remember is no one notices our skin as much as we do. So often when we do have flare-ups of skin conditions, we think, oh my goodness, the whole world are judging us. But actually the reality is, is we're judging ourselves more than anything. Um, I think if there's one thing I've learned, over the years it's that most people are thinking about themselves and not you so it's like they're thinking about their skin or or their day or it's it's funny isn't it we really do we really do worry about what other people think of us and I think actually as I get older I am definitely worrying less and that is such a, a kind of liberating feeling Definitely. I'm I'm the same. You know, the more that time goes on, the less that you worry. But you also realise how early that is set in. My daughter, who is eight, she really says certain things like, oh, I can't wear that because so-and-so will think that. Or I don't want to do that because my teacher might think this. And you realise it's ingrained so early in us to worry what people think. I was um, I was chatting to someone about this the other day, actually. I was saying, when does this happen and why? When do we actually start worrying about what other people think? And is it something we're born with? Or is where where are we picking this up from? I It breaks my heart when my daughter says things like, oh, oh, oh my friend said, she said the other day, because oh, they were doing a video call, her and her friend, she said, oh, my friend said that my roller skates are babyish mm-hmm. and that I need to have roller blades. And I was like, what? Like, why, why? Why do people say these things? And, and, and it really worried me. That's just going to get worse. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It, I'm sure it is going to get worse. I think that, you know, when, when they're teenagers and then they become more body aware, you know, at the moment, they're not even body aware. It's just about, like you say, what toys that they have. Or yeah. even sometimes my four-year-old mentions certain things about her clothes. Oh, I want to wear this because so-and-so wears this in her hair. Or And you think, oh my goodness, you know, already they are aware of that. But yes, it does get worse. But I guess it's it's our job just to try and help them guide them through that. But it is it is so difficult, you know, saying to a child or even an adult really, don't worry what people think. You know, just just don't care. Just be you. And you know, that's advice really all of us could take to some degree, I think. Yeah. That and and I kind of I say this to them a lot. I'm saying, right, you know, who cares what people think? But I know that mm. I've spent a lot of my life worrying what people think. And it's not as easy as just telling somebody to think a certain way. But you know, it's but having a child, it makes the heartbreak ten times worse if they're going to go through things like that. I feel like you know I can handle it myself, but having to handle it for them, I can't. I can't be there with them. So yeah, it's making them strong, strong as we can, isn't it? With especially with girls, I, I do you yeah. know I don't know why I say especially with girls. I'm sure boys go through it terribly as well. But as a girl, as a woman, I, I I've never really understood what goes on with boys as much. I'm sure it's similar. Yeah, I know. I'm sure it's similar, but maybe it's just not vocalised as much. You know, I've yeah. I grew up with a sister. I've got two daughters, so I'm always been in that world where girls or women talk about their emotions. They talk about their fears, and actually, what I imagine is happening with boys and with males is actually they're probably going through all those same fears and insecurities, whether it be about their skin or about their body or about their clothes, or worrying what people think of them. But perhaps they're just not able to verbalize it in the same way so maybe it's again our job to like my job to get my son talking it well Mm. it definitely is oh my gosh it's so stressful (laughs) being a mum Danielle honestly even you (laughs) no one warned you these things do they before you have babies 
Oh my gosh. And you have all these ideas when you're pregnant about the type of mum you're going to be. I remember I used to say to myself, my children will never watch television. They'll always eat organic fruit and vegetables. And then you realise you put YouTube on and give them fish fingers and just think, oh my goodness. (laughs) When I serve my children fish fingers, I can't quite believe I'm doing it. I'm just like, well, you know, I'm just going to get over this because they're having it. It's easy. But yeah, you, you can. the mother that we dream of being, it's just yeah. not possible. It's not realistic. It's not realistic. I think that's a lesson in life in general, you know, not trying oh. to be perfect and it goes back to what we tried to tell our children which is don't worry what other people think you know don't judge yourselves but don't judge other people as well just give yourself a little bit of grace I mean particularly at the moment when we're going through a global pandemic you know even if the children are eating fish fingers twice a day it's okay it's a global pandemic you know there's there's bigger things going on I think we are I mean, most of the people I know are way too harsh on themselves. And if you could just turn that around, you know, as long as with the kids, especially as long as they they feel loved and they're happy, I mean, you're you're doing a pretty good job, I think. A hundred percent. I completely agree. And actually on that sort of note, because in a moment I do want to start talking about products and treatments you love. But while we're just talking a little bit about that self-care and just giving ourselves that little bit of grace, I'd love to know, do you have a, a wellness routine or even a beauty routine? Is there certain sort of rituals you have every day or does it change daily or weekly? There are things that make me feel good and that I I know make me feel good. And some some days I don't do them and I feel it if I don't. So definitely, and this is a really recent thing, and it's ridiculous to say I've only just discovered exercise (laughs) at the age of 40. (laughs) I am... I've suffered from anxiety pretty much since being a kid and I've, I've dealt with it in certain ways. But one of the things I'm finding is making me feel so much stronger, especially at the moment, is just half an hour's exercise first thing in the morning. And that can be so, um, who was it? Madeline Shaw introduced me to Shona Virtue. Yeah. Do you know her? Yes, I don't. I mean, I don't know her personally, but I know no. of her. Yeah. And she just does these videos and I signed up, to be honest, I signed up for the seniors course that she does <laughs> because I'm so unfit. So I've, I've started using a few weights. And another thing is at the age of 40 now, my, one of my things is I want to age with strength. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I am um, really want, want to have a healthy, you know, a, the next years I want to be healthy. I want to be vibrant, energetic, and I want my body to be strong to carry me through. So I think exercise now now is a must so yeah a few weights and stretches and I'll do a bit of Joe Wicks from time to time but that has absolutely changed the way I feel with the day going forward my anxiety levels are down I feel happier so it's it's transformed me and I I hate exercise I mean I'm always the one who says I never exercise but this has been a must-have for me so yeah that's definitely now part of my well-being Oh, what else? So daily showers, I always try and do a dry body brush um, before my shower because I find that even though, and you probably know more about this than me, I don't know if dry body brushing is necessarily that good for the skin. I think it's probably quite harsh on the skin, um, but I love the way it makes me feel and the way it energizes me. So that's really good. What are you, do you ever dry body brush? I do. I do. I'm actually a big fan of it. It's interesting because like with many things, I got out of the habit of doing it and stopped maybe, I would say a year ago, I probably stopped for about a year, year and a half. Not with mm. that, not for any intention. It just, for some reason, it got out of my routine. And I really noticed that cellulite creeping up on my bottom and 
my thigh area. And it was last summer, actually, when we were going to the beach, I thought, oh my goodness. You know, when you sort of catch a glimpse of yourself, think, oh my goodness. Because I mean, I'm quite in shape, you know, I do my yoga every day and everything. But actually, as you get older, you do start to think, oh my goodness, you know, cellulite can come up. So I know I'm prone to it. And I thought, what have I done wrong? You know, is it just because, as all of us are, just getting older year by year? Mm. But then I realised I'd stopped body brushing. So I'm back, yeah, I'm back on it now. So whether, I mean, it's always difficult to tell with cellulite whether it goes or not. But over the years, I have realised that actually body brushing is one of the best things we can do for cellulite because however much we exercise, cellulite doesn't really go. You know, we can tone up muscle, but it doesn't really, you know, shift that sort of those stubborn fat pockets that are just under the skin. And also creams, you know, they hydrate and they, they plump a little bit. But I think that body brushing is the best thing. And interesting, I spoke to my acupuncturist about six months ago and I said, oh, I'm really noticing a lot of cellulite. She's like, are you doing body brushing? And I was like, oh, She's okay, like, I so think that's is- the best thing. So I think, yes, I just think just be a little bit gentle more around the upper body. So around the chest area and the arms area. But I think that uh, particularly around the legs and bottom area, I mean, I pretty much go for it, to be honest. Yeah, it, I, I think because I spoke to, I had Dr. Sam Bunting on um, on the Outspoken Beauty podcast and mm. she was telling me that she thinks, you know how we now with our faces do more of a chemical exfoliation, whereas in the old days, I don't know about you, but you were using those kind of apricot scrubs. Oh, yeah. Really going for it. And her way of looking at things is that we should treat the skin on our body in a similar way. We shouldn't be too harsh when we mm-hmm. exfoliate it. Yeah. However, the benefits you get from dry body brushing, I think, sometimes outweigh that. And you can always compensate afterwards with a bit of nice body oil or moisture. Yeah. But yeah, I've never really done it for cellulite, actually. I've done it more for well-being, like kind of the way mm. it makes me feel. But that's, I mean, added bonus. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> added bonus. Yeah. So I've always um, been a, a fan of it, to be honest. But I think yeah. you're right. You know, you do have to sort of be fairly gentle, particularly around the delicate skin area, like I say, like the chest area and and more sort of your upper arm area. But yeah, I mean, I I personally, I sort of go for it around that area. But I'm always in the camp generally to be gentle with our skin. So, you know, I wouldn't do anything too harsh to that area, but I think a gentle body brush, you know, just for a minute before you get in the shower is is quite beneficial, to be honest, just just from my personal opinion and, and, and from research I've done on it. But I think each to their own. Again, I think that goes back to what you were saying right at the beginning, which is something we tend to do is just take advice straight away from somebody rather than thinking, what does our skin need? So actually someone listening to this might think body brushing is the last thing that my skin needs. You know, it's so sensitive. It feels really painful when I do it or it brings it up in a rash, redness. In that case, stay away from body brushing. You know, don't do it. I think that's the important point to make here. Whereas I find actually, particularly around my bottom and thigh area, it's beneficial. Yeah, it's it's such a big lesson to learn. It really is always at every step analyzing your own skin, your own body, and really tuning in and seeing how how things make you feel. Because yeah. um, it is. So I think we're at a real crossroads at the moment where we've been. Li- listening to influencers for a long time saying oh I've used this and it's amazing and we blindly go and buy it only to find that we've wasted 70 quid on something that doesn't work for us and I think people consumers are much more educated now and are much more ready to take a step back and say right that's good but actually is that for me is there somebody I can go to who can talk me through someone like you Danielle you know someone could come to you and say do you think this is right for my skin and I I think we're we're in a better place now I think people are, are listening more to advice that applies to them rather than general. 
I completely agree with that. And I think that that is the way forward. And with everything, you know, every step along the way, as you know, that I, you know, I give, give people lots of exercises and massage and relaxation for the face, but not everything suits everybody. For some people, they may say, oh, that massage is amazing. My skin is glowing from it. But another person might say, oh, actually, that leaves my skin quite sensitive afterwards or quite inflamed. So actually that massage isn't right for them. They may be better just to do some simple acupressure points on the face so I really completely agree with that and I think that that is the the way forward and and probably if I was going to predict um, and I'd be interesting in a moment to hear your predictions for Mm. for 2021 in terms of beauty and wellness but I do think that that is the way we're going a more individualized program and more tuning in to what our body and our skin and our faces needs and it's is that what I call intuitive beauty really does it sit right with me? Does it feel right? And if the answer is yes, then go for it. And if the answer is, "Mm, I'm not sure or no, it probably is a no. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, we should be doing this with our skin, but even more so with our health. I think we need to get to a point and I don't do it enough where we actually are so attuned to our body we know what's going on we know like if you feel something's not right and you go to the doctor and they fob you off we know no something isn't right this isn't right for me I'm going back and it's taking charge of our own health and of our own skin and of our lives in a way definitely and I think Mm. just taking a moment and just simply as taking a deep breath and saying, what does my body need in this moment? And just listening to that first gut instinct answer. And usually your body will be right. And, you know, sometimes it's simple as a glass of water or I'm hungry, I need some food, or I just need to get out and have some fresh air. But listen to that answer. Because I think, again, we sort of set these routines and these rituals and certain things because we think it's the right thing to do, or we've heard advice from somebody else. But if you ask your body, what does it need now? And actually it's saying, I need to go and lie down quietly for 20 minutes. Do that rather than go out for a run, which is what you told yeah. yourself you were going to do. <clears throat> that is exactly it. And it's, I think some people are far more attuned than others. I'm not. Mm. And I'm trying so hard to, to get to know my body now. And, and it's more important than ever for me. Um, oh my God, we've got off subject again. I was talking I about my well <laughs> so funny. Um, but no, I think this is really important though. And I think people, I think this has been a year when people have really had more time to focus on things like that because we're always running around in normal everyday life and we don't think about these things. So it's been in some ways the worst year, but in some ways a good year for reflection and kind of just thinking about where am I going now? What When life goes back to normal eventually, how do I want my life to be and, and how do I want my health to be and what can I do to keep healthy? Um, it's really important. It's so important. And what do you sort of predict in terms of beauty trends and wellness trends for 2021, but definitely sort of the coming 12 months? I think my main instinct is that the minute we can gain some sort of normality, people are going to just go crazy for makeup and color, like colours, like yeah. bright lipsticks. And, you know, they're saying the roaring 20s are going to come back. I bloody hope so. <laughs> um, I just I just want a feeling of celebration and expression and, and fun. But equally, I think that people have had a long time to focus in on their skin 
And I think also, you know, there there are some people who don't have as much money as they did um, before all this, and they'll want to spend their money on things that count. You know, you know, we all know that the frame, the, the word beauty junkie, when, you know, I've been the kind of person to get so excited and buy loads of products. But I think people want to now focus in on products that really work. So I think there's going to, I don't know, I think people are going to be really taking their time when they're purchasing, especially their skincare to make sure it's right for them. And they're not being frivolous because also sustainability. I think it's been a year when people have reflected more on wasting less, thinking more about kind of packaging, what do brands stand for? So it's, it's, I think people's purchasing habits have changed and then add to that everyone's online. (laughs) It's just... The whole, the whole industry has changed. There's no doubt about it. And I don't think we'll ever go back to how things were. Absolutely. And I think, you know, the last 12 months have been so transformative, good and bad. And I think that everyone is going to hold on to a little bit of the good about what's happened the last 12 months. You know, the simplicity of life and the slightly slower pace and not sort of racing around so much. But I think equally, we're all going to have that, oh my goodness, we've been locked up for a year and a half. Let's just, you know, like you say, wear the bright colours, wear the sparkles. Um, Yeah. And And I think actually there's going to be a sort of boom both sides. So I think there'll be a big group of people who are just going to rush out and say, oh my goodness, the stress and toll on my skin. You know, I need to have more surgery or more injectables. And I think also there's going to be a massive group of people who are going to say, actually, I have really stripped back my skincare routine, my wellness routine. So I'm going to try and keep it simple and sustainable. So I think both those sort of industries are going to boom equally, but just depending on what people's experience of lockdown has been. Yeah, I know. I mean, most people I know are just desperate to just have their nails done and go and have like the facial massages, be pampered by someone that that power of touch, you know, when you go in and just have, you know, a really relaxing, gorgeous treatment people are desperate for it we haven't like a lot of us haven't been touched really you know, people have been living on their own during this pandemic it must be so lonely mm. in so many ways oh it's so hard but there's going to be a boom I for one I am just like I want to go wild I want to have a tattoo I mean I don't know <laughs> if I will I've never had a tattoo and even though I'm 40 my mother would kill me but I feel like I want to be a bit daring like yeah. when I was younger I really really wanted to be an actress and I said to my husband maybe on the side I'll just train as an actress and why not? You know, I think there'll be a feeling of fulfilling dreams. I really yeah. hope this, it's going to be tough as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I think people are going to want to express themselves. I agree completely. And just sort of taking a bit of a U-turn and going back to the products. Um, as I say, you've tried so many different things um, in your role as a beauty journalist and, and via your podcast. Yeah. Is there any particular products or treatments which you absolutely love and obviously bearing in mind what we've just said you know things that maybe work for you may not work for somebody else but I'd love to hear things that really work well for you and you can or or, or if you prefer not to mention brands you don't need to do that but whichever you want I'd love to hear a little bit about your experiences on that. Yeah I'm really happy to talk about it I mean yeah as you said I've I've tried a lot of things a lot and um, there are some brands that I absolutely love 
for so many reasons. So, so they've got good products, but also they've got a really good attitude. The language they use to their consumers, like I hate, hate, hate the word anti-aging. Yeah. Um, it's a big thing for me. I, I think it's very damaging. And so, you know, there are some brands that just seem to tick every box for me, but then there are other brands who maybe use language I don't like, and yet their products are so bloody brilliant. <laughs> you know, I, I can't help but use them. But um, all right. Should we? Do you want me to focus in on skincare or just like everything I love? Like, where do you want me to start? Everything you love. Maybe your top five sort of beauty, wellness, even body sort of products would be great. So, if if you could only have five things of everything (laughs) you've tried, which five would you choose? Okay, for skin, something that has been totally life changing for me. And actually, we were saying before, you know, products that suit different skin types. I don't know a skin type this wouldn't work for, actually but don't quote me because there will be people who it will not work for. Um, but it's by a brand called Exuviance and it's called Skin Rise Bionic Tonic. Mm-hmm. And um, so this is a product that I put on every single morning after I've cleansed. And it is absolutely brimming with PHAs, polyhydroxic acids. This is poly, oh my God, polyhydroxic, poly, polyhydroxy acids. Mm-hmm. And um, so you, I'm sure you know about PHAs. Yes, I mean, more, much more gentle actually than AHAs, which I know that a lot of people find a bit too harsh for their skin. Yeah. So PHAs you can use every single day and they're a very mild exfoliant, sort of a chemical exfoliant. But added to that, they have a lot of other things they do. So they strengthen your skin's barrier and they make it much plumper. So they, they moisturize. They, they're they very, very good for protecting the health of your skin. And I've just found that since using this product, now in this product, funnily, we're talking about retinol before. So this has retinyl palmitate in it, mm-hmm. which is fine for me. So I'm getting a little dose of retinoid every day with this as well as the PHAs and there's a really good combination and it just makes my skin healthy and glowy and it helps other products to sink in and it's just it's been transformative for me so it's one that I recommend to a lot of people really really good product Um, another PHA product that I adore is by another brand called Skingredients and um, they do something called Skin Veg um, which again is very PHA rich and it's a serum again you put on after your cleanser in the morning and in the evening if you want and that I just I love PHAs I'm obsessed (laughs) absolutely obsessed Um, and the inspiration for this obsession came from Pamela Marshall Mm -hmm. who I who I went to and funnily enough I saw her when my skin was really acting up and I had that eczema and she gave me a big talking to she said even though my skin was being a bit oily it was actually really dehydrated and she put me onto Exuviance and I found that it really helped my skin so it's a brand I really like although I say that they still have words like age reverse and things like that on some of their (laughs) bottles and I do not like that (laughs) but I do love the effect they have on my skin Amazing. That's great. So they're your sort of two beauty products. Is there any sort of wellness or, or body products that you love using? started using a shower oil. It's really good for the skin's barrier. Mm. I find it really, really lovely on the skin. So two that I adore are the um, L'Occitane Almond Shower Oil, which is absolutely beautiful. It's like a comforting, warm blanket in the Ooh. shower. And then Bioderma also do an oil that you can get actually on Amazon, like a really, really huge one. And it's just, you just massage it on with your hands and your skin loves it. It, it feels nice and, and I was going to say nice and moist. <laughs> <laughs> hate that word, but it, it's, it's just, it's just, it's lovely on the skin. So I think a shower oil has been mm. quite a, a 
quite a a good thing for me to do for my body. Great. Definitely. So I use those. Um, from I was going to say, G, um, supplements wise, mm. I I think an Omega is really important, Omega 3. And I use one from Bear Biology. Have you heard of them? No, I haven't. I feel like I want to write this name down. Write Bear it Biology. down, Bear Biology. <laughs> um, they're Omegas. So I met the founder and they work so hard to make sure they get really really pure fish oil there's um there's it's just the the best fish oil and so many people I know swear by this and I think that it's really really important to take omega-3 particularly if you don't have enough oily fish in your diet and I suppose who did I speak to spoke to someone about um, the immune system and also somebody separate about menopause and both said that omegas are super important so that's a definite for me now every day Great. Lovely. And what would your fifth one be? And I'm having a feeling it may be to do with fragrance because I know you're a big fragrance fan. I'm obsessed. So <laughs> my, everybody knows me knows that my all-time favourite fragrance is um, Frederick Mal's Portrait of a Lady. Um, and this, so I was in Liberty and I was about to interview Geza Shen, who is the man behind Molecule One. Do you okay. know molecule, eccentric molecules? And I was feeling really nervous. I was having a really weird day. And this woman um, sprayed herself with this fragrance. I was like, what is that? <laughs> and I just loved it. And so I sprayed myself and it was Portrait of a Lady. And I went in and I was like, oh my God, I feel amazing. And I did such a good interview. And it really, it was really weird. It empowered me. And that has become my empowering fragrance now. So whenever I need to do really well or feel bloody gorgeous or amazing, that is all over me every time. Love oh, it. Absolutely I love, love that. It. Do you know, I had never thought about the power of fragrance on ourselves to empower us. I mean, oh obviously I love God. fragrance when it comes to beautiful natural candles or burning essential oils, but I had never thought about it in that way. Oh, you can, I tell you what, you can manipulate people with fragrance. Because, you can honestly, you can like be the person you want to be. So if you want to be all like soft and motherly and like warming, you're meeting the in-laws, you wear one fragrance. And if you want to walk into a room and say, give me more money, you wear another. You can really change the way you are. I think by the way you smell more than anything sometimes. Oh my goodness. I had yeah. never thought about fragrance like that. How interesting. Oh yes. I'm a big believer in that. And I've used fragrance a lot during lockdown in that way so on days when I feel a bit down I'll wear a kind of uplifting fragrance when I've had to do big zoom meetings I'll wear portrait like I really use my fragrances to assist me a lot wow and isn't that interesting how you're using it to help yourself and again that goes back to not worrying what other people think because really mm. no one else is smelling you you know obviously other than your sort of immediate family in your house so you're not necessarily using it for what someone else is going to react like to how you smell it's actually what it does for you yeah and that's again that's the thing that's come as I've got older because I used to wear fragrances for other people mm. like if I remember if someone told me oh I'm not sure about that I'd be like never wearing that again but now I'm like well can I am I allowed to swear on your podcast yes yeah do like, what you like <laughs> fuck you I'm wearing it again I don't yes. care what you think of me and that's something I wish I'd done more of when I was younger you know just wear yeah. what I want to wear be yourself you could I mean unless it's something like poison where mm -hmm. you're literally making people choke when you go near them <laughs> like you've got to be a little bit sensitive <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. I love that. That is really food for thought. And that's one of the things I love about doing this podcast is I learn stuff. And that is the biggest thing I've learned today is to use fragrance to empower ourselves. I think that is so, so amazing. 
Yeah, I think empowering yourself is the word. And I think, mm. you know, everything we've just said, you know, empower yourself with your skincare, work out what you need and do what's right for you, not for other people. Empower yourself with your health, with your fragrance, with your makeup. Don't shy away from wearing certain makeup because you worry what others will think. Just do what you want to do. That's the biggest lesson with beauty, I think. Oh my goodness. That is just amazing. And I think that is a perfect place to finish this podcast (laughs) with that sense of amazing empowerment. Nicola, I know that everyone is going to want to find out more about what you do, your podcast, where you are on social media. So can you let us know all of those places that we can connect with you? Of course. So I host the Outspoken Beauty podcast and on Instagram, I'm at Outspoken Beauty Nicola. (laughs) They're my main places where you can find me. That is great. And you've got a, a website too? I did, you know, I'm, I don't even know if I want to talk about it because it's so out of date. I think, I think let's just stick to the podcast and the Instagram for the moment. Stick to those and I'll put them in the show notes. I'll put the name oh, of your podcast you. and your Instagram as well. But I've been on your website and it's very lovely. And I found some of your blogs really, really interesting. So oh, I think you. that goes back to not worrying what other people think. And you judge yourself more than people are judging you because I love looking through it. You're so sweet. Thank oh. you so much. And thank you for everything you do as well. I bet you you've helped so many people in the past year I can only begin to imagine oh thank you Nicola it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast thank you thank you for having me so I hope you've enjoyed this episode if you'd like more information on face yoga or you'd like to become a face yoga teacher just head to our website faceyogaexpert.com for more information If you'd like to do a regular structured daily face yoga program to get the best results, you can either use one of my apps, just search Danielle Collins on your app store, or you can use my book, just search Danielle Collins Face Yoga on Amazon. And thank you for joining me today. And I look forward to seeing you again next time.